Hey, baby. Kendall, that's our trademark. If we're going to be at this stupid podcasting convention, which I didn't want to come to because I know that we're going to be bullied about how low our ratings are. But that, I mean, you got to do the trademark. open environment here, Cliff. I don't know what you said because I was hosting my own show. Uh, You got to do your trademark (laughs) like belching. And, you know, that'd be like if Bart Simpson was somewhere and didn't say, don't have a cow, man. Or like on his show, the episode where he became the I didn't do it boy. If he didn't say, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Kendall, I don't know what you said. What did you say while I was hosting the Cliff Show? I don't remember now, Cliff. It was unimportant. <laughs> it was of great importance. But it's gone forever. Listeners can listen back. They'll know. Sorry, I was eating a little podcast. or Eating a little sorry, podcast. I was, po- I was eating a PodCon cookie. Oh. It, had, it had the logo on the front of it, and they were delicious. I was so asking. I, I didn't get them. I asked over there if they had any of the lemon dipping sucks, because I wanted to dip them and then suck them off, but they said no. They said they didn't even know what a dipping suck was. So I said, well, you can dip and suck this. I told you that's a Busheltown thing. I know it's a Busheltown thing, but I thought it might have traveled so far as to 20 minutes away to smack over. <laughs> no, Cliff. Busheltown's a black hole. It sucks everything back in. Ah. Kendall, that's not what we're even talking about. This is not a show about sucking or black holes. <laughs> no, you might wish it was. No, this show is about hippo. 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 And not to be outdone, we got a whole other half of the show all about cricket. All about crickets in the second half. You're going to want to stay tuned because these crickets, you are not going to believe what they get up to when people turn their backs. You're just going to shit yourself. (gasps) Handle crickets are not just the sound that you hear after you personally tell a joke. They are also (laughs) a small creature and one of God's wonders that we're going to talk about later, but not right now, Kendall. You said one of my jokes are one of God's wonders. Uh, 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 I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Wrong. Your jokes are a wonder like the the big hole, (laughs) like the Great Grand Canyon. It's like the absence of something (laughs) is the big hole. (laughs) Yeah. Your jokes are a big hole. Grand Canyon... It didn't look too big when we were standing in front of it, but um, all right. Speaking of huge hippopotamuses, but they're large, they're round, they're water-loving animals that are native to Africa. Oh, don't you just wish sometimes that we were just simple hippopotamuses and just all it would we had be to so do much was easier. Be in the water and made and give birth and open our mouth real big as a show of aggression and territorialism. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> a show of totalitarianism. Hippopotamus. They, the, the name hippopotamus, I know everybody's like, but why? But why, but why are they called a hippopotamus? It, uh, it's all Greek to me, it is. It's Greek. It's Greek word for water horse or river horse. Although hippos and horses aren't related, those people way back in Greek times were just like, that's like a horse, but in the water. It's like, a, what a fucking fat horses were they looking at that they saw a hippo and thought, well, that's basically the same thing. Well, Cliff, you know, they were, they were indulging in all that food and getting fat back in the Greek times, and they were like, they thought the horses were too? This must have been, I bet it was those Romans who were always like binging and purging, you know? They, oh, yeah. Uh, those, you, you remember, wasn't it an old Saturday Night Live sketch where they were at like at a vomitorium and they just kept eating and then vomiting and I'm back sure out? I'm sure that was on there too, like yeah. Dan Aykroyd era is what I'm thinking. 
Kendra, I want to tell you something real quick before we go on about hippos. <laughs> I have, of course, okay. I, of course, I've just gone off the rails spending money on too many unnecessary things. Like <laughs> 5,000 different Funko Pops. But I, I thought it was really funny, something that happened when I was on the phone complaining about a shipment not arriving to Spamazon <laughs> last week. I called because I was supposed to get Edward Scissorhands Funko. It never came. Said it was delivered and it never came. So I was raising hell on the phone. <laughs> because I was... First thing I tried to do was, of course, go through the app and just say this has never arrived please give me my fucking money back but it just kept saying it just basically kept starting over and over and over so i was irate by the time i called and they say okay leave a brief message about what your problem is and i said i ordered this thing and it never came it says it came <laughs> and i need someone who is a real person i'm starting to show my age i need someone who's a real person to get on this phone and talk to me and stop fucking around. And I really said that. I don't know if they ever, they probably didn't play that long in the message to get to that part. But in case it was like, I'm mad. And that was it just cut off. Right. And but right away, a very nice person from parts unknown, you know, got on to try and assist me. And he was very helpful, very nice. And he, he was asking me. You know, I was mad as hell and just not going to take it anymore. <laughs> I can only imagine. But so, I, you know, he, he said, while he was waiting on something to, you know, I'm sure they have very laggy computers like everywhere else. And he's waiting on something. He said, oh, and I'm doing the accent to just put you in the moment. I, I loved his accent and wish I sounded as smart as he did with his, like, Indian English accent. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, so are you a collector of the Funko Pops? And because that's what I was calling about, and I said, "Well, no, I, well, you know, I, well, I have too many of them, so maybe I do. I have more than I need." And so he said, "Oh, yes, that's the way it is. I collect them myself." And I was wondering, are there any rare ones that you think I should go after and look for? <laughs> and I was like, "Are you kidding me? I am trying to be, you know, just really too mean to someone who had no business, no, no part." In the disappearance of my Edward Scissorhands, Funko Pop, but but I couldn't be because he was being so nice and congenial, and I'm sure it's some sort of de-escalation training that he's gone. I to. was gonna say he had seminars on how to deal with you. <laughs> you just pretend that you also bought something that you noticed that they. If if I'd been looking for a dildo, he's like, so you you also collect the dildos, the uh, sexual toys. <laughs> How, how large should I get one? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he was really nice, and I didn't know what to say about uh, the, So all I said, you'll appreciate this. I said, well, the, I don't know about Rare. I said, the coolest one probably that I have is, what do you think I said was the coolest one? Uh, of a one singular uh, thing, not part of a set. You have it, it's part of a set, though. I said Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, Audrey 2. Okay, that's a good one, yeah. The plant. I said, it just, it's just really, really cool. And so he said, oh, yes, I will have to, I will be on the lookout for that. And so, and then he said, oh, there was some Deadpool in this uh, Star Wars. They're very rare. And so he was very nice, but eventually I was like, well, are you going to transfer me to this other department so I can yell at somebody else? About- <laughs> I need to yell at somebody. <laughs> I know, because he was going to, he had to transfer me, but he we were, he was just talking Funko. But anyway, he was very nice and just what a wonderful human interaction it was. Even just a time of strife and unrest. <laughs> and I wanted to let what you know. What the listeners say about our show, what a wonderful human interaction moment we're having it was you talk about your bits of humanity there they were on the phone oh. that day kendall <laughs> oh, oh my goodness this uh, is such a lovely convention oh i hope you two are doing one of your best shows ever and staying <laughs> right on topic and making a lot of hilarious witticisms boys you know as producer oh. of cliff and candle coast to coast it, it reflects poorly on me mr. if your show is terrible here on the convention floor now, mr Sabon, we're only nine minutes in we've already done all of that i don't know what to do for the rest of the hour oh, okay then we'll come up with something we got you know <laughs> I, I know you boys will think of something. Oh, yeah. I have a whole list of just things. Different interactions I've had with customer service representatives that I, I thought would be really of interest 
to the listeners at home. Oh, I'm, I'm uh, sure it was, dear. Oh. Now, have any of you tried any of the, the seminars or the lectures here at the, the PodCon, dear? Oh, 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 Bowers, it's so exciting. I think you really ought to go to this one seminar this afternoon. It's about getting listeners to listen to your show. <laughs> I think that's the problem you've been having. Uh, 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 I hate listening to stuff like that. That is, those are just I know, too unfortunately, boring. We just... We don't have time. We're making the show. We're too busy making incredible art to worry yeah. about things like that. We we put the art up oh. there, and maybe people. Oh, oh boys, will you never learn? Oh, oh, dear. Oh, they never will learn. Never. Oh, sugar. Now, Mister Snotbottom is going yes. to some wonderful producer. You know, seminars, he's learning so much, dear, and they've asked him to do his own presentation. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, yes. Oh, that's what that is. I'm going to sit on a panel of other producers oh, at an upcoming seminar. They want me to impart some of my expertise. Oh, well, that, oh, that is impressive. Great. Yeah. Great. Are you, uh, do you know what you're going to talk about? Oh, I have decades of things to talk about, Candlebar. <laughs> Don't worry oh, dear, about me. You know, me. we're going to work on it, dear. I'm the, I'm the expert when it comes to giving lectures, you know. Oh, yes. Why, I remember a time when my Uncle Pepperoni, <laughs> he didn't, of course, know about podcasts or anything so ridiculous <laughs> as we have these days. <laughs> but he loved to listen to the radio program, and he would tune in every Every week to Franklin Delano Roosevelt's fireside chats, Sugarlump, <laughs> and he would imagine that we were sitting near the fire with wonderful President Roosevelt. <laughs> oh, that's a lovely story, dear. We should work that into your your lecture, dear. <laughs> oh yes, I have lots more to say about that. All right, well, you guys go work on that and your thing for the panel. I'm sure you'll be asked a lot of pertinent questions that you'll have. Great answers oh, to yes. And wait, where did you get that bag, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn? Oh, what is it? Where'd oh, you get oh, it? Dear, dear, this, is, this I'm just going around getting all kind of free things. <laughs> it's wonderful. Oh yeah, she's already gotten several mouse pads. Oh, aren't they oh, lovely? Although I shouldn't say anything, Sugarlump, you might put them in Cliff and Candle's Christmas stocking. <laughs> oh sh- dear, don't tell them in front of them. I don't all right, well, you guys, if you're worried about us doing a good show, you might want to just go ahead and step out of the booth. We'll oh, yeah. carry That's on. That's a wonderful idea. Let's oh, yeah. go see if they have any more of those free things, those free keychains. Oh, we must find Oh, Cliff, what a disruption. <laughs> we're all trying to talk about hippos. Kendall, what is the thing that you find the most interesting about a hippo? That they can't swim? That they're just so fat and buoyant? That they float? Yeah, no, I, I don't find it practically interesting because the same thing happens with me. But no, I, I think hippos, the, the weirdest thing is that they're, the groups are called bloats. Bloats? <laughs> yeah, well, that's one of the names. They're schools, pods, sieges, or bloats. Oh. And Cliff, I just, I want to st- go ahead and start saying that whenever you and I are hanging out, we're j- we'll just call ourselves a bloat. A bloat. Kendall, I prefer to think about something positive like this. Do you know who the hippo's parents were? Hippopotamus. What two two animals fucked and the species of a hippo was born? I've started marking some of our podcasts Um, as explicit, so I feel like we can just say fuck now a lot. (laughs) I guess the horse is out of the bag, Cliff. (laughs) They don't look like horses. A horse fucked a fish. And no, I didn't say born. it. I said the horse is out of the bag. I was coining a phrase oh, about what you were talking about. The horse uh, is no, out of the I bag. No, I think I'm trying to think of what would have had sex. Maybe a a pig and a rhinoceros. Yes, pig plus rhino equals no, Gandalf. A whale. That's right to me. A whale and a dolphin fell in love. And what? they created the hippos. That uh, is a bold-faced lie, Cliff. No. That, that did not come from the sea. No, 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 no. Hippos belong to the order Artiodactylia, which comprises even-toed ungulates. Uh, you know how I call you a 
odd toed ungulate. I told you not to call me that. But these are even toed ungulates like pigs, camels, and deer, as well as whales, dolphins, and porpoises. Hippos and. <gasps> And whales had a common ancestor that lived about 55 million years ago, after which hippos and cetaceans branched out. Oh, and there's still like those cetaceans with hairless skin and underwater birth. Wow. You know, Cliff, there is not much on this show these days that you could say to shock me, but you have done it right here. Kendall, a whale and a hippo can fall in love, but where do they make a home? It's a whale of a tail. <laughs> it's a hippo of a tail. Now, do you know which president was given a hippo as a gift? Uh, I know which one I would prefer dropped on. Well, um, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking okay, about... Uh, Roosevelt. Roosevelt. You were thinking about those <laughs> fireside chats. Calvin... I was thinking about him hunting, you know. Coolidge. Calvin Cool's oh. cool Cucumber Coolidge. He was given a number of crazy pets during his times, like two lions named Tax Reduction and Budget Bureau. God, oh. God made a mistake when he made humans, I'm telling you what. Billy legislators. But another was William Johnson Hippopotamus, a.k.a. Billy, a pygmy hippo from Liberia given to Coolidge in 1927 by rubber magnate Harvey Samuel Firestone. Do you think that um, Coolidge wrote the song I Wish I Had a Hippopotamus for Christmas? No, because he then had they, he, Somebody gave him one. No, no they, he wrote it as a kid. As a, as a kid, perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps as a came kid. From. It was because it's See, a folk song. We're getting song. to the bottom of it on yeah, this show. It, people just sang that one in the hills, so it was probably by the Coolidge family. Yeah, but now, but speak, you know, yes, what? Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. I'd love to get a word in, Cliff. Hippopotamuses are considered the world's deadliest large land mammal next to us, of Next course. to us. When I sit around the house, I really sit <laughs> around the house. Uh, you destroy it. Cliff, uh, they uh, kill uh, an estimated uh, 500 uh, people uh, per year in Africa. Ouch. Ouch is right. They're highly aggressive. So, you know, if you come across a hippo, don't cross it. <laughs> Turn around and walk away. Walk away. Just walk away, Renee, if you see a hippo in your way. Kendall, speaking of those wacko legislatures, okay? Wacky. Down in Louisiana, there was a congressman who wanted to import hippos as livestock. Kendall... It was only like a great idea. 111 years ago, practically yesterday, by hippo standards, the U.S. was facing a beef shortage. Yep, today we got plenty of beef. Got beefs with everybody. But what was to be done? It was, they called it the meat question in the papers. The papers just all about the meat question. And Robert <laughs> Broussard of Louisiana said that we should import hippos from Africa and introduce them into the bayous of Florida, Mississippi, and Louisiana because hippos would not only provide tons of meat, but also eat water hyacinth, an invasive species that blocks streams and rivers in the south. The New York Times asked readers to think of the fatty flesh as lake cow bacon, but Broussard's bill failed. That makes me think of Okja. Did you see Okja on Netflix with Jake Gyllenhaal about the no. big... You didn't watch that? About the big... Uh, they called it like a super pig and it looked kind of like a hippo, kind of like a pig, and they bred them and they were breeding them for meat. No, I didn't see it. Oh, well, you're an idiot. That's I'll have what, to watch you, it. You need to watch it. But, it's great. <laughs> I'm an idiot. But that just goes to show you, Cliff, that there is no shortage of Old white men making terrible decisions throughout history. No shortage. Let's bring in hippos to Louisiana. That's one. Like that should be fine. That'd be fine. What could go wrong? I think. I think it's crazy that you know hippos. So they they actually like will sweat an oily red liquid that protects their skin from drying out and acts like a sunblock. Like what? And when they go underwater, their ears they just close up so that no water comes in. Like, why do they have these great features? Like, why don't we, why don't we sweat sunblock? It'd be so much easier than having to remember to put it on every day. I don't know. I don't find that weird, though. I find that very natural, beautiful, 
just a mother nature at work. It's beautiful. I just wish we could do it. Well, too. wish in one hand, shit in the other, candle. Uh oh. What I find weird, this is weird. All right. Adult hippos need to resurface from the water every three to five minutes to breathe, okay? Like in this show, they've already done it like uh -huh. four or five times. So they <laughs> resurface to breathe, and the process of surfacing and breathing is an automatic process. Even a sleeping hippo, when a hippo lies sleeping under the water, it will still automatically float up to breathe every three to five minutes even in its sleep Kendall what a that's all these crazy things they can what do. a beautiful one I think to myself oh what a wonderful creature is a hippo is your favorite hippo in the world those dancing hippos from Fantasia hippopotamus I do love them I love well and yeah it's the same one I, my favorite hippo is the one from uh, who Framed Roger Rabbit that like sits on the bench and the person goes boom, flying out of the frame. I, and I think she's one of the Fantasia ones. It's just that she's right. in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It was her cameo in the... What about, or is there a hippo in the Jungle Cruise ride? Oh, yeah, of course there are. There's lots of hippos. They, uh, It's the one ride that they fire a gun in Disneyland. Well, yeah. I mean, if, you, if a hippo's charging at you, well, I don't know why you're in the hippo's place, but, you know. Well, they're not really charging. No, they're not territorial <laughs> on land. They uh, they are in the water, though. They'll get you. Well, these are in, in the, the water. water. Kendall, hippos are one thing, but you know what something else is? What? This show, and that's not a joke. <laughs> oh, it's not a joke. Not a joke. Where are my jokes? Here they Where are. have all the jokes gone? Long time laughing. I'll tell you what a joke is. Charles put a funhouse mirror up in the bathroom. At the studio. Oh, it made you think you lost and weight. No, it made me think I was even huger than I actually am. <laughs> it, it's a funhouse mirror. It's awful. That is pretty funny. And I can't look into it. Um, all right, Cliff, I got a joke Tell for you. After church on Sunday morning, a young boy suddenly announced to his mother, Mom, I've decided I'm going to be a mom. minister when I grow up. Amen. God? That's, that's okay with us, the mom said, but what made you decide to be a minister? Well, the boy replied, I'll have to go to church on Sundays anyway, and I figured it'd be more fun if I can stand up and yell. <laughs> Kendall. I have, a few, I have a few questions for you. This sounds like something the police would say. I have uh -oh. a few questions for you, sir. Candle, oh, you know, after a decade, the police are still in pursuit of the Viagra thief. Did you know this? Yeah, he's just too hard to catch. Oh. Now, <laughs> Kendall, speaking of things in the jungle, what do you do when you come across a hippo in the jungle? You shoot a gun. Well, you wipe it off and say you're sorry. Oh, whoa. Oh, Kendall. Oh, Kendall, you didn't realize what kind of cum I was using as a verb. <laughs> uh, now now do. you do, though. <laughs> <laughs> this was the original line in Forrest Gump, but Tom Hanks refused to say it. Life is like a penis. It's often hard for no reason. That's true. True. Cliff. True, that was on the DVD. Listen to the director's commentary. <laughs> so a dog walks into a bar and asks the bartender, do you have any jobs? And the bartender, he says, well, why don't you try the circus? And the dog says, why would the circus need a typist? Oh, good question. Good question. Kendall, what's... Kendall, I tried phone sex once, but, you know, the holes were too small. Oh. <laughs> Not enough bandwidth. <laughs> Speaking of big animals like us and hippos, ooh, I lost it. I'm 40 and I can't see anymore. Lost it a long Where time ago. Oh, why do walruses love a Tupperware party? Well, they're always on the lookout for a tight seal. <laughs> and, Kendall, what do you call... This is a question. Remember I said I had some questions for you? Yeah, one. We, we're, here we are. Why... Oh, no, sorry, not why. What do you call... <laughs> Two jalapenos getting it on. Oh. 
Fucking hot. Oh. Spicy. Cliff, a Frenchman. Spicy. Spice. That's a spicy joke ball. A, a Frenchman what walks, walked into a bar? A Frenchman walks into a bar. Uh, he has a He has a parrot on his shoulder, and the parrot is wearing a baseball cap. The bartender says, hey, that's neat. Where did you get that? And the parrot says, France, but they got millions of them there. Oh, millions. So they can't all be wrong. <laughs> Kendall, this is a beautiful clear somebody moment wasn't between... paying attention during the exam. <laughs> <laughs> this is a beautiful moment between a parent and a child. A daughter asks her father, Dad, how do you spell scrotum? <laughs> and Dad replied, well, you should have asked me last night. It was on the tip of my tongue. Ooh. Oh, uh, guy walks into a bar, like you said something about a bar a while ago, but maybe a dog <laughs> ordered something, I don't know. A guy walks into a bar, and another guy says, hey, you know, I slept with my wife before we were married. Did you? And the other guy says, I don't know. What was her maiden name? <laughs> and there were two, they worked for themselves. There were no pimps involved. There were two sex workers on a street corner, and they started discussing business, as one does, with you know, your fellow people share your occupation. Mm-hmm. And one of the sex workers said, yep, it's going to be a good night. I smell penis in the air. And the other sex worker looked at her and said, no, 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 I just burped. Burped. Oh, no. Oh, no. These are old school bad jokes from the old days, <laughs> Kendall. I thought I'd bring them back. Everything old is They've new again. They've been brought. They've been brought. They're like bell bottoms. They're back. They're back in style. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Cliff, uh, is there any more just pressing hippo things that you need to tell us about? There was something. Oh, I have a hippo poem to read. Oh, you have you. a poem? I didn't write it. <laughs> Recipe for a hippopotamus sandwich by Shel Silverstein. A hippo sandwich is easy to make. All you do is simply take one slice of bread, one slice of cake, some mayonnaise, one onion ring, one hippopotamus, one piece of string, a dash of pepper, that ought to do it. And now comes the problem, biting into it. Oh, because they're so big. they're so big. Hippos are so big, so crazy big. I want to tell you one more thing. That you probably, you probably sell this movie. You ever see The Lord of Illusions? Focus, focus. Uh, I think I did. Scott Bakula. I don't know. Maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. Clive Barker's Lord of Illusions. Well, you're going to want to watch, you will want to watch this before Oak Chip, but really you should watch Oak Chip first because it's Jake Gyllenhaal. That's my (laughs) recommendation. But. Afterward, you're gonna watch, want to watch it because they're in the magic castle. There. Oh, they are really. Yeah, it's like a whole, it's a whole big thing. There's in the magic castle, and they are. This is like it's one whole big sequence of the movie, yeah. I should say. And they're like, and they're like, oh, we gotta go steal these grimoires from the hold at the magic castle. Oh so my god! Break in. I night. need to watch it right away. And, yeah, it's about people who, you know, it might remind you of other works, whereas there are people who do magic sleight of hand, and then people who are magic, magic. Yeah. And they are, uh, like, it's real, it's it's fun. It was a fun movie from the 90s. Lord of Illusions, I can't believe, I thought you would say, oh, yes, they told me all about that at the Magic <laughs> Castle. Now, it must have been a... A scar on their history. <laughs> I don't know. You'll be able to tell if they filmed inside. It looked like they did film outside, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it may have just been exterior stuff. But I'll take a look. Focus, focus. It looked like what I remember. And there's like a little theater in one part of it. And so I don't know. Well, that is wonderful news. I can't wait to, to get onto that. In fact, we should take a break just so I can make sure I put it in my queue. Go put it in your queue, Kendra. I've got to go get in a queue for the men's room. It's oh, I've never seen a line for the men's room be that long, except for here at the damn PodCon. Well, they, they know it's people like me who got to go to the bathroom a lot. All right, we'll be right back after this. All right. <laughs> Don't go away, Mad. Cliff and Kendall will be right back. Bro. 
Sorry, Kendall, I was singing one of the great uplifting songs from our uplifting feel-good show last week. It was felt so good. Felt so good. It felt so right, Cliff. I was just walking around looking around here at PodCon. They've got a wall of dingers. Did you see the top-of-the-line dingers over there? Like, like man, 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 Mine man, sounds... Man, man. You don't get a better sound than you do out of mine, so I don't need... I mean, you know, I told you last week I mounted mine using the top of a candle. It looks beautiful, so I, mine's great as it is, but it was some great dingers over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, I was prefer looking over at the microphones because I like to see the historical-looking microphones, you know, what they would have used if podcasting had been around hundreds of years ago, you know. Oh, I yeah. Found that very they got a lot of... They got a lot of cool microphones now. They have like they have phallic shaped microphones over there. They got all mic- what microphone? Mine is ball shaped, but a lot of them are they're mostly phallic shaped. No, right? no, no. I don't mean that it's just phallic shaped. I mean that one is made in the shape of a penis. Didn't you see that one? No, Kendall. That was just some guy showing you his penis. I don't, know, I don't know why you get all the luck. Oh, Kendall, that's not what we're talking about. This half of the show, it's not the penis half of the show. It is the cricket half. Oh, don't you love hearing crickets at night? We, I know they got a bad rap. I do. But I mean, they? I don't. I don't care. I don't. I, I, sure, I love. I love hearing them. Hearing them. All the male crickets out there going, "Have sex with me. Have 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 sex with." That's what they. That's what they're doing, kid. Don't you know this? Well, you know they gotta make a living too, Cliff. But I'm saying, like, when you're watching TV, the first thing you'll miss if those audio people don't put in those crickets at night, you'll be like. What is it? Nighttime? I don't know what's happening. But you don't. There, I don't always hear crickets at night. Every night. No, I know what I'm saying. In movies, that's when you like when they got the moonlight. They put the crickets in. You're like, oh, it's nighttime. Oh, uh, you know? nighttime now. I see. I, the moon. I wasn't sure. The stars. The shadows, but <laughs> you know they got they do day for night. You might be watching night. Mr. Flood's party. You don't know if it's daytime, nighttime. You're very confused. Oh God, Mr. Flood's party, where somebody have a contrast turned weird <laughs> on their monitor. Cliff, did you shooting. know? Yes, I have done a lot of of different jobs uh, a long time ago when we lived in Hollywood. I did a lot of work in the film industry. Oh yeah, and then when we got to Busheltown, I got a lot of credits from the theater there as stage manager. But I tell you, number one still pops up on my IMDb. Mr. Flood's party. No. That's the first thing that people see. Yep. Why is it even on IMDb? Am I, I credited? I, I should be on I should be credited too. I'm sure you are. <laughs> anyway, we have hugely digressed. I'm sorry to take us off uh, off the road there. No, but we're okay, talking no. about crickets. I've got to tell you one thing. You know, I don't know if listeners know, but CDs still are released. And yesterday I had to go to Target to get this brand new CD of unreleased previously B-sides or rarities or whatever, unreleased tracks of Barbara Streisand songs and a couple of it, and it's excellent, of course. I had to go to Target because you get a bonus track that you don't get if you just download from iTunes. And so they're, they're working to keep those the hardcore albums we're going strong. They know that people in their 40s, some of us we still want the physical album. I, and I just got the physical because it had the extra song. But uh, there she has a couple duets on there, Kendall, and I want you to guess one of our favorite stars. She does a duet with guess. 
One of our favorite stars. One of our favorite um, stars. Like recent or like old, long time ago? All time. All time. I'm going to get my hand over the dinger just, just ready for you to get it right. Oh, that makes me more nervous. You know you shouldn't have said that. One of our um, favorite stars. I'm going to go ahead and pre-ding. Bette Midler. Take Chair. Take back that ding. But I no, told you. This, you made me nervous. not that we. No, of course we love him. Of course, of course, Bette Midler is one of the four actors that you want in every movie that when it's being remade. Me, Jake Gyllenhaal, Bette Midler, Whoopi Goldberg. I've been thinking about that from last week. I think that was last week or the week before. I'm. I want every movie to be remade with us four. Me and Jake and Bette and Whoopi. What, it, uh-huh. what about Halloween 2 with us? And Whoopi is Michael Myers, you know, and Jake is Lori. Well, no, but wait, I'm dying to find out who the duo is with. <sighs> All right, here. Wait, you, Dolly? No. That's a, that's, a, <laughs> that's a good guess. Here, here. Uh, it, oh, uh. <laughs> Angela Lansbury. <laughs> Oh, Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a duet. Rainbow Connection with Kermit. Of course, it's beautiful. You can play it at my funeral, guys. It would be an appropriate add to the list. I'm still working on the arrangement. Dreamers and me. It's on there, and there's also a song. This is a song that I I wake up every day and I sing this to Jake Gyllenhaal in my head. You light up my life like sunshine. I sing that to my donut every morning. You sing that to your donut, and then you go nuts. Okay, <laughs> I need all the Barbara fans to rush to the stores and buy the new album. It's oh, it, it really does make you, you know, they they make it nice and expands. It's very, mm-hmm. you know, it's fancy. They're not skimping any production. It's got a pull-out booklet with the liner notes inside it was only 9.99 i feel like i'm watching a unboxing review it, it, listen my unboxing review is a plus a plus a plus why are you grading yourselves in here i'm very oh, nervous about this panel and, and i walk in and you're giving each other a pluses for some reason oh, oh my do you really think we where give ourselves did i go wrong as a producer <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, we'd never give ourselves an a plus he's talking about barbara streisand i give myself an a plus for a lot of things so speak well, i lower of, the average cliff i lower well, the average to the room talk about the curve when you when you flatten the curve oh, i got the curves uh, okay no but i'm glad you guys walked in anyway we're about to do a segment called you want to hear something weird and we need you in here to do it oh, oh, oh is he too nervous about his his lecture to, to listen to any weird news right now oh, i've been oh, getting the jitters boys I, I was so confident moments ago but oh now i'm very worried I, i've started worrying about perhaps i would have a bowel attack on the stage i know that does doesn't seem like something I would do. But uh, what if it did happen, boys? Uh, well, you know, people just, they would have to just get over it. That's just the facts of life. Yeah, you, you're going to be great, Mr. Stumbaum. Just relax. Look, all this weird news. 
will take your mind off of it. <laughs> Nothing too weird, boys. I, I don't want to soil these pants before the <laughs> panel even starts. No, never too weird. Never. Yeah. So, all right, uh, Cliff, do uh, you want me to start or do you want to start? I've got something appropriately weird here. Let's see. Where is it? Here it is. Only if it's appropriate. Gandalf and... Mrs. Snowbottom and Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn. Yes, dear. A, you'll love this. This sounds kind of like you guys. A 95-year-old social media star and her grandson said they have broken a Guinness World Record in Ohio by cooking up a giant Oreo that weighs in at 175 pounds. Can you believe this? Oh, that, that does sound scrumptious. Oh, that's very large for an Oreo. I'll take two. Well, Ross Smith is a social media influencer known for the videos he makes with his grandmother, and the duo decided to take on the challenge of making this giant Oreo. They looked up online what it was, and they said, we got to go bigger, we got to go better. <laughs> and they, uh, they said they unofficially broke the record set by a 160-pound cookie made by an Oreo manufacturer few years ago but i guess they didn't have anybody from guinness on hand to just make it official but they claim that they have and so now i know 175 pounds i need to lose the amount of weight that it takes to make up one giant oreo i need to lose one giant <laughs> oreo's worth well, of weight cliff unfortunately we weren't there if we were there we could have broken the guinness world record for eating the largest oreo oh easily that's nothing 80 pounds of oh. by ourselves yeah I wonder if it was double stuffed. <laughs> oh, 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 don't say things like that, dear. You're about to make my bowels go off. <laughs> okay, look, look. I'm gonna calm you back down. This is a story. This is a story you all love. Speaking of baking, we're gonna continue on that theme. Um, I, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Trying to know you love royal weddings. Princess Diana of Wales and Prince Charles were married in London, England, in July of 1981, as we all know. I know. A piece of one of their official wedding cakes is expected to fetch hundreds of dollars at an upcoming auction. Oh, dear, that sounds... Why is there still cake left from 40 years ago, dear? Well, that's why I'm telling... So, so an employee of Queen, the Queen Mother, this woman named Mara Smith, she, like, just was in possession of it and brought it to the auction house in 2008, and it's been sitting in plastic wrap cake tin ever since the wedding. So if you want to have a piece of that cake, now's your time. Oh, oh, oh boys, candle boys, you're upsetting my bowels by mentioning confections over 40 years old. Oh, oh, oh. oh well, Cliff, you right, better well, move on quick. I've got something else that's going to clog your bowels back up. Now, this is cute, Okay. A visitor to a zoo in Indonesia captured videos when her sunglasses fell into an enclosure of orangutans and uh, they were soon donned by this fashion-forward orangutan. Guys, Lolita Testu, not test tube, but Testu, says she was at the Taman Safari... <laughs> I don't know. She's some fucking place with orangutans. When her sunglasses fell, <laughs> they fell into the orangutan exclosure, and the, the mother primate just picked them up, and she put them on. Her kids were trying to pull them off her face, and she swatted the kids away <laughs> so she could keep looking cool. And hey, eventually, orangutan new fashion when she saw it. Listen, she was a fashion forward, and eventually the zoo workers were able to coax her to toss the sunglasses back to the people for some reason, <laughs> which of course they broke when they were tossed back. So I say that what a waste. They could have just, why didn't that person I need my sunglasses. Just leave them I with know, the orangutan. If you're dumb enough. Unless it was dangerous. Unless oh. it was dangerous to the animal. I mean, oh, it was a, a very cute story. Oh, boys, please hurry this up. My, I don't know how much more my bowels can take. Well, I, I've got one more for you. You're going to love this one. You're gonna love now, if if you love mac and cheese, you know, it's already cheesy and creamy, warm and buttery. Well, it's cheesy and mac. -y. Now it's an ice cream flavor, Cliff. And many people are asking... Why? 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 Somebody why? said, are we living why? in the last why? days? Why? To answer their question, why? yes. Uh, a lot of people think it's a terrible idea. I, however, I'm like, hey, give it a shot. I mean, you eat bubblegum flavor ice cream. I'm sure I love mac and cheese and I love ice cream. Let's put them together and see what happens. Oh, oh, oh 
Pennsylvania Library said an overdue book checked out 50 years ago was returned with an anonymous note and a $20 bill. Because the cowards not signing the note. <laughs> Can you imagine? They like they can't just look it up but, uh, in the system somewhere. Who had it? But anyway, the Plymouth Public Library in Luzerne County said the copy of Coins You Can Collect. I recently arrived in the mail along with an unsigned apology note. Um, the note explained the book had been checked out by a young girl in 1971, shortly before her family moved away. And now this is where the story gets heartwarming, guys. The letter writer, anonymously, asked for the $20 to be applied to someone else's late fees. And the librarians, God bless them, they said they used the money to pay off a young mother's fines so she could start checking out items again. Paisley Central... Oh, that was wonderful. Oh, yeah. Paisley Central Library in Renfrewshire, Scotland, revealed last week that a similar surprise also arrived there. And, you know, they also... Somebody uh, sent some cash along with it and an anonymous note. So I think that probably me bringing these stories to the forefront of people's attention, it's getting a lot of people to find these old library books and they're thinking, you know what? I've had this for 35 years. I should probably just go ahead and return it. Well, who's going to pay for that 35-year late fee? (laughs) I've got to go put on some different slacks for my big panel. These are completely soiled after this round of weird news items. (laughs) There's a long line for the bathroom. Dear, hurry. We should get you in line. I brought an extra pair of slacks in my... Uh, who could have seen that coming? I don't know, Kendall. Only a psychic. Only who can make the world seem bright. Oh, only you. Kendall, do you know what crickets are a symbol of in China? Oh, luck. Oh, good luck with that one. No, luck. In China, crickets are a traditional symbol of good luck. Crickets were so popular back in the day, they were often kept in bamboo or even golden cages. Can you believe it? I know. It's a good thing your mother wasn't Chinese or she would have pressed a cricket between some tape and laminated it and put it in your wallet and told you to carry that for luck. <laughs> you know she would have. I know. I got all kind of things. Uh, uh, clip, uh, clip, Male uh, clip, crickets. Uh, clip, you know what they're called? Horny studs who rub their... No. Li- uh, what? No. Uh, Cliff, they're called male crickets. Mm. There's no specific name. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> but now, do you know what female crickets are called? They're called ladybird. No, Cliff, they're called female crickets. Oh. There's no name for female crickets. Kendall, do you know how many lungs the crickets have? <laughs> None! None, you goddamn idiot! They don't have any lungs. Like many other insects, crickets don't have any, and they breathe. They're just mouth breathers or nose breathers. <laughs> Instead, they take in air through a series of small holes on the sides of their body called spiracles. Spirits, the miracle of spiracles. Sounds like a magic prop. Uh, sure. Cliff, you know, trillions of crickets exist at any one moment. On the world. Isn't that crazy? Brilliant. That's about how many I'd, uh, you know, estimate. Kendall, <laughs> crickets, do you know what they're rubbing together? It's not their hands. They're not clapping because they just heard a hilarious joke on Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. They're, it's the dudes. They're rubbing their wings together. And there are teeth <laughs> on the wings. You were going to say as a wiener. No. They're rubbing their wings together. <laughs> and there are sort of comb-like teeth on the wings and the cricket rubs the comb against his upper hind edge of his other wing and it it makes that noise going 
have sex with me, have sex with me, have sex with me. That's what it is. Kendall and you... But if you know they're omnivores, they eat insects, fungi, and plant leaves. And stems. Oh. All kind of stuff. I had no idea. Now, Kendall, do you know this? About the cricket fights. Everybody knows about the cricket fights. No, I don't. Oh, you don't? Okay. Cricket fighting, it's very it's been very popular in China for over a thousand years. Though it's pop it's waned a little bit lately as, you know, the advent of better things on TV to come on. But <laughs> the breeding and selling of fighting crickets is still a lucrative industry. And there's even a national cricket fighting championship which follows rules established in the 13th century. Really? And really? People, people really? love it. And don't worry, you bleeding heart. <gasps> Crickets rarely harm each other when fighting. Come on. Matches are decided. I didn't say anything. We know what you were thinking. We heard it. We heard you saying <laughs> as a vegetarian. No. Crickets, they don't harm each other, really. Matches are decided when one cricket just stops fighting and turns around and runs away. It's not uncommon for crickets of impressive pedigree to, and talent to be worth as much as $1,600 American, Kendall. So if you find one cricket that seems to be beating up all the other ones that you come across, put it in a golden cage and go to China. Put it on a slow boat to China, and it's going to be worth a lot. In a golden cage. Yeah, it's big, big business over there, Kendall. We have to somehow tie our show as into being the thing to listen to during cricket fights and it would just be huge in china we we've already been over what a group of hippos is called do you know what a group of crickets is called i love this one this is one of my favorites oh kendall what an orchestra it's an orchestra they're all just sitting there they're just tuning up they're tuning up i love it i love it kendall I love it too. What now? Where? Uh, how have you waited? Almost an hour into the show, we've been talking crickets for over twenty minutes. You have not mentioned Jiminy Cricket. I uh, know. Well, Cliff, when you wish upon a star, makes no difference who you are. We're talking Jiminy Cricket. I love Jiminy Cricket. Don't you? Of course. Now, one of my favorite Jiminy Cricket things was not even Pinocchio, or one of my favorite things was when he did the, um, like, the safety specials. Do you remember those from Disney? He'd say, I'm no fool, no siree, I want to live to be 103, and he would, like, draw these, these kids on the chalkboard, and they would come to life, and one of them was real stupid, and he would do all the stupid things, and he'd be like, don't be like him. You know, and, and the smart one would always do the right things. And he was just teaching you, you know, not to stick forks into electrical sockets and things like that. But that was one of my favorites. If you've never seen it, you should look it up. I gotta look that up, Kendall. Look it up. Do it. Do your homework, Cliff. Look it up. Kendall, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Me, 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 me. Why? Yes, I am, Cliff. All right. Then, what about this, Kendall? Flesh is a trap, and magic sets us free. That the Lord of Illusions. It is. I put that in there when I thought you must have seen it. <laughs> well, now I put two and two together. All right, Cliff. Okay, caution. There is a dangerous smell, people. Hold on. What is that? This is not brightly colored or shaped like a dinosaur. Hold on, guys. It's... Uh, inside out. Yes, Cliff, and I think you got that due to my brilliant performance. Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on, ladies. God wouldn't have given you maracas if he didn't want you to shake them. I'll give you a hint. It it wasn't clean. Dirty. Dirty Rotten Scoundrel. No, Dirty Stupid <laughs> Co-host. Dirty Dancing. Oh, Dirty Dancing. I was just going to yell at any dirty, any movie with the name Dirty. I'm surprised. I, I'm, I admire that you came up with one. So I'm surprised that that's the first one that popped into my head. Here we go. <clears throat> uh, if I may, um, I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you're using here. It didn't require any discipline to obtain it. The, you read what others had done and you took the next step. Ugh. <gasps> 
That was the next line by a T-Rex that was Jurassic Park. That was it. That was Malcolm. That was him. Malcolm Merriweather. All right, Kendall. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Dead or alive, <laughs> No. This is from... Uh, I, I, the theme is I've bought myself just lots of 40th birthday gifts already. And uh-huh. this is something else I just bought. For, but how, this was a deal I couldn't pass up. The trilogy on Blu-ray. Robocop. Oh, RoboCop. $10 for the trilogy on Blu-ray. I haven't seen that one in a long time. Well, Kendall, get, get, get okay. thee to a nunnery and watch it. <laughs> get thee to a nunnery. All right, here we go. No, no, you can't. Stop. Please don't go away. Please. No one's ever stuck with me for so long before. And if you leave, if you leave, I, I, I just... I remember things better with you. Oh, did they find her? Was it Dory? In it was. Nemo, finding Nemo. Yes. P. Sherman, 42. Oh, Kendall, you are in more dire need of a blowjob than any white man in history. That wasn't the sequel uh, to Finding Nemo, Finding Dory. It wasn't that one. Uh, Boogie Nights. <laughs> no, okay, here's another quote from that from this movie, okay? See if you can get it with this one. Okay. Good morning, Vietnam! Oh, Cliff, I don't know. It's, oh. it's close. I don't know. Is that good morning, Vietnam? <laughs> it is. And I don't know why I don't know why they just made it about white people, probably because white people they white guys get fewer blowjobs. But you no, can't. They made everything about then, Cliff. Everything. It was they about still whiteness. Do. Yeah. God damn it. Now I'm, I'm no longer talking to you. Well, talk back again, bitch. I have one more that you're gonna you get. You can continue talking all you want. We're gonna get it. You're gonna get this one, Kendall. This would be a great way to end the segment on a high. That note. would be a great way. What are you, a man or a mouse? I mean, a woman or a wouse? Man or a mouse? Woman or a wouse? I know that line. Although perhaps you don't. It was in <laughs> a little movie about a, a certain period of time. The period of time between 9 to 5. In the day, 9 to 5. 9 to 5. Well, Kendall, you blew no, it. I didn't get that one. I blew ruined it. the whole segment. Blew it big time. But what are you going to do? That's just... What are you going to do? I'm used to blowing it. Well, you know, just it happens that way. Sometimes, you know. Sometimes you know and sometimes you don't. You got to know when to hold. When to hold them. Know when to fold them. When to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough to counter When the deal. All right, Kinda got it back there. Got her mojo working there at the end. This has been one hell of a show. I'm assuming oh. we've picked up dozens of new subscribers here from the podcasting convention floor. We've spoken to no people at all. We've just done the show. Well, and I don't really want to stay. I think I'm ready to leave. This, you know, I I stay so a, a place long enough sometimes and it's just like suddenly I think I've got to leave here no matter what. Do you ever get yeah. that way? Oh yeah, it's like I just got to get out of here. I've got to well, go. We can leave. Mr. Snobbomb's doing his lecture. Charles is passing out flyers for our show, I think. No, it's for his contracting business. Oh, well, well then, then, yeah, then on, on the other side, it does have important information, though, because it's about our, my album, where he produced it. It's about my album, Cliff, in parentheses, that's coming soon. Coming so where soon. are all the flyers about our show? I didn't. Who made flyers for the show? I, I made I flyers make... for the show. We're no, at a podcasting you, convention. You did never print them. You just did them on the computer. Well, I thought you were going to print them. Why would anyway, I print them? I was printing about my album. I have an album to promote. Kendall, anyway, this has been a great show. We can take argument off the show. Nobody's arguing, Kendall. The only argument is we're going to argue over which episode of our show is the best, because they're all so good. And they oh, all... We're going to need a bigger boat. We're going to need a longer time, Cliff. <laughs> there's, there's a great case to be made for every episode. <laughs> all right, settle in, Cliff. We'll it have our discussion. It can take all night. We've got almost <laughs> 700 to go through. 
starting with episode one, the pilot. We're, but we'll start off the air. Kendall, I've been Cliff. <laughs> I've been Kendall. We'll see you here next week. All right. All right. Thanks for listening to Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. Binge listen to more episodes at cliffandkindle.podbean.com. Sure.